Hey, hey, friend. I am so glad that you are here today. Thank you for joining me here on the podcast. In today's episode, we are going to talk about the four worst mistakes that I really, really want you to avoid in your homeschool. Let's just say we're going to, we're going to take a step here into like some territory that not everybody wants to talk about. So it'll be like, I'm going to divulge some secrets to you from us old homeschool moms. And here's the clincher though. These are things that I was probably told when I had young kids and was homeschooling them. And it just, I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And now I'm like, oh, yes, okay. Maybe I shouldn't have said whatever. And maybe these are things you've heard before, but I'm hoping that today I can be like one more person, I guess that's saying this to you, one more source, one more, maybe just this might be it. This might be the one time where today you're like, yes, something hits me. And that's what I hope. That's what I pray is that this episode blesses you, encourages you in some way. And there's like one little thread in there that you're like, yes, I'm going to make that change. I'm going to look at this differently. And that's my hope for today. All right. Are you ready for it? Let's do it. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. I cannot even believe it that we are here towards the end of May, and most likely you probably have finished up your homeschool year where you're coming close to the end of your homeschool year and you're ready for that summer break. And you're like, yes, let's do it. There are some episodes, just a couple of back, talking about the summer and routines and even how to get figured out what homeschool curriculum we're going to need next year. Go ahead back and listen to some of those. I'll link some in the show notes that are relevant to this topic that we're going to talk about today. But I'm just like, wow, where is this year going? And it's just as a reminder to me that time flies. I mean, the saying of time flies when you're having fun, but I think I'd add like time flies when you're having fun and or you're a homeschool mom because it's just, yeah, time is just, it's just going by so fast and it's so good. And I'm just, I'm soaking up every day and I pray and I, I really hope that you are as well. Now today we're going to talk about some mistakes and I'm going to be honest that Every single one of these, okay, when I say every single one, it sounds like it was a big list. There's only four, but they're, they're hard ones. They're like, I'm going to hit it strong here with you. And I think back and I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't do that well. And that's where I'm coming from. I'm coming from a place of wanting to spur you on to amazing motherhood, a one that you look back and you're like, yes. I walked in the way that God had for me. Did I do it all perfect? No. Did I make mistakes? Yes. Am I a sinner saved by grace? Yes. And I can see that looking back, God redeemed those areas. That's what I want for you. Cause I can look back at specific parenting issues that we came up with that I didn't handle quite so well. And I can see God's redemption in that. And I can see that it wasn't 
it didn't all fall on my shoulders. I did the best I can and I could, and I still am doing the best that I can right now. And I'm leaning on him each and every day. And so today I want to just kind of give you these four mistakes that I have seen in my own homeschool. And I'm just going to kind of be a little bit open and raw. And because I think that you can relate to this and these are things that maybe that we in the homeschool world don't always talk about so much. And I, and I really want us to. And so this is going to be opening up that conversation. All right, let's go. Ready? Here we go. The first mistake that I really want you to think about and to consider and hopefully avoid in your homeschool is the one where our homeschool, 100% of it focuses on our children. And you're like, wait a minute, what? I thought homeschooling did focus on our children. Yes, motherhood focuses and homeschooling focuses so much on the children. But don't forget about you. There only is motherhood because there's a mother. And therefore, we are a part of it as well. And I will say it all over again. Motherhood and homeschooling specifically have been the greatest source of sanctification in my life. It has brought and revealed to me many things that I needed to work on in my own life. And it has refined me in so many ways. And I know that I am who I am today because of homeschooling. So yes, we are educating them, but if you are not enjoying your homeschool, if you don't like your routine, if you don't like homeschool, if you don't like what you are doing, if you don't like your curriculum, any of those things, your homeschooling is not going to go well. Yes, we are charged with educating our children and we have as homeschool moms taken that on. We have said, you know what? I'm realizing that this is my responsibility. It is not the government's responsibility to homeschool my children. It is mine as their mother and then as their father as well and us together. But we need to consider ourselves when it comes to our homeschool. So this might be like an obvious kind of thing. If you find that you are more of an evening person or more of a morning person, let's go with the evening person. And you're like, I homeschooling and starting at 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning that just doesn't go well for me. My kids are up super early and I'm just kind of groggy and it takes me a little while. Can I start at 10 a.m.? Yes, mom, you can. Can you start at 12 noon? Yes, you can. Those are like just the little things and that right there will make a huge difference. Just making those little bit of tweaks to go along with maybe the rhythm of you and your body and your kids. I can assure you that they will adjust If you have kids that are, so let's go back to that example. You have kids that are up bright and early with the sun and you know, you're probably up soon afterwards as well because they're up, but you just aren't, you just don't feel like at your best until about mid morning. Will your kids complain that you let them just play until that point in the day? No, absolutely not. They'll be okay. I assure you. And so this first point is that when we only focus on our children, we focus on their curriculum on everything about them and we miss ourselves, we're going to start to resent homeschooling. We're going to start resenting motherhood. You may be an absolute saint, but at some point deep down, you are going to get to the point and you're going to crack and you're saying, I can't do this anymore because you haven't taken yourself into consideration. Another way you can take yourself into consideration is you may be saying, you know what? I am a morning person And I prefer having like an hour in the afternoon just to refresh myself. Well, then you adjust your day. You set up your routine so that you do have that hour. There's nap time. There's quiet room time. Or maybe it's 
right now it's nice outside. It is that hour is 100%. You guys are outside playing in the yard unless somebody is bleeding or on fire. Mom needs a little bit of time. Maybe mom's just going to read a book. Maybe that's the signal to them. Mom's sitting with a book and her smoothie and they're like, okay, this is mom's hour. We're just going to kind of let her go and she will be refreshed and feeling energized, you know, to move into then that next part of the day, which gets to like late afternoon and dinner and the evening rush and everything that just kind of gets a little bit crazy. It is good for you to take some time for yourself. And this is something that can apply during the homeschool year and also now as we are moving into the summer months, but consider yourself. Think about yourself when it comes to the curriculum. If you hate teaching the curriculum you have purchased, please stop doing that curriculum. Find another curriculum, some something that will work well for your children and that you actually enjoy and find pleasure in and that you are having a good time with homeschooling and imparting wisdom and teaching them. Okay, number two here, worst mistake I really want you to avoid, and that is comparing to other homeschool families. And this can go in two different directions. It could be like a micro sort of comparing, or it could be like a macro. So what I mean with that is micro comparing would be when you compare your individual child to another individual child. It could be a child within your family, but it could be a family. It could be a child outside of your family. So when you are comparing individual children against each other, or then on a macro level, would be when you're comparing your entire family to another homeschool family. And this can go both ways. This could be you looking at another homeschool family and being like, wow, they have it all together. They are always on time to co-op. Everybody has everything that they need. They have all of their homework and all of their assignments done. And my kids only, you know, half of them only have one shoe on. We didn't brush their teeth. Their hair's a little bit crazy. And we didn't get to all of the homework for the week. And so she must be a much better mom than I am. And that's what we do. That's what we think. But we can go the other way too. We could be the mom that is very well organized and we get to co-op and everybody is put together. And then we look at the other mom whose kids are just like falling and tumbling out of their minivan and they get there and just, you know, you're like, oh, how come, what's wrong with her? Why can't she get it together? those types of things. I don't want you to compare. See how you can come alongside. Maybe that mom had a really rough night. Kids were up and stuff and she just, it maybe is going through something right now. Or maybe, you know what? She is not as organized or doesn't has checklists and different plans for every single day. That's just her personality, but her kids love her. Her husband loves her and they are growing and they are learning and they are doing really well. And so we can easily fall into this where we compare ourselves to other homeschool families and it can make us feel higher than or less than another family. And I want to encourage you that if you are feeling like that, and this is in your real life, I want to encourage you to really get to know that other homeschool family, become friends with them. That is the best way to break down any type of made up walls or, um, Maybe you are imagining them to be something that they are not, but the best, best way to do that is to actually get to know those people. Now, what if you are comparing your kids or your family to somebody that I'm online, somebody that you will never get to meet in person? Sometimes it is best, and this is that you don't need to make any announcement to that person. Maybe it's best for you just to kind of unfollow them for a little bit because we can often, um, with social media, when we're only seeing people's highlight reels, it can make us feel 
inferior, less than, and like we are not doing enough. And so sometimes I've had to do this too. Step back, unfollow the person just for a little while until I, myself, it is me in my brain. It is you in your brain that is making you feel less than that person. That person isn't trying to make you feel bad. That person is just sharing their life. And for some reason, it is making you feel inferior. And so you need to deal with those emotions and those thoughts and process those. And then you can come back to a place where you can then follow them and come from a place of like, you know what? I'm going to follow her because I want to learn from her. I want to just get little tidbits of things and be like, you know what? Maybe I'll try that in my family because she's taken the time to put out that information and to share and hopefully to inspire others. And I do feel inspired. And so we need to kind of keep that in mind when we are dealing with whether it's somebody in real life or it is somebody online. And so this comparison, it can really rob us of some joy and it can cause us some sleepless nights. It can also, basically what it's doing is it's making our brain think something that probably is not even true. So I I want to encourage you that if there is a family that you are comparing yourself to, I want you to invite them over for dinner. I want you to invite maybe the mom and the kids to meet you at a playground, get to know them. And you'll start to realize that they are a real family. They have ups and downs. And I hope that it actually leads to a really cool, amazing relationship that you would have with them. Okay. Number three here, and this is one, you're going to roll your eyes at it because this is something that people would say to me, you know, they would say, well, the, um, and I'm going to use this cliche phrase, but it's not the one that I actually want to use to make my point, but it is that the days are long, but the years are short. And my kids were like little, you know, all hanging all over me and spitting up and crying and needing naps and hungry and all these things. And I'm like, uh, I'm pretty sure the days and the years are both very, very, very long. The nights are extra long, (laughs) but I want to rephrase that one. And I want to encourage you to not wish the days away. Yes, there's going to be hard days. There's going to be hard weeks. There's going to be hard months. There's going to be hard years. There might even be hard seasons in life. But I want to you to remind you that the hard things make us stronger and they make us a better mom too. Think back to a difficult, hard time, uh, whether it was a couple of days or a couple of weeks, maybe it was something just internally that you were struggling with, or maybe it was something that happened to you or your family. And think about yourself on the other side. You are stronger and you are a better mom because you learn some lessons. You walk through that hardness, either alone or with your husband or with your family or with others. And when we wish away the hard days or even days in general, I guess my point is wishing the days away. And typically we don't wish away the really good days. So if you stop and think, if you are having a really good day right now, you're not going to wish it away. You might wish away some little parts of it. Oh, I just can't wait until I don't have any more kids in diapers. I just can't wait until everybody sleeps through the night. I just can't wait until they can make their own meals. I just can't wait until you fill in the blank. I'm going to tell you those days will, you're going to suddenly fill fill the last sippy cup that you ever filled. And you're going to put on the last diaper that you ever put on. And this is a season. And again, it's not diminishing how hard the seasons are and how tiring and how draining they are. But I don't want you to wish away the day because there are pockets and there are nuggets of goodness in every single day. If we will just look for it. 
Maybe the sun is out and shining right now and everything else is hard. Look for that. Look for the fact that the sun is out and shining and get those babies outside, get them in some sunshine, running around in the grass, and just look for ways that you can make this day a good day. Because I can promise you that those days, they will pass away way faster than you actually than you actually think that they will. I'm looking now at my kids and I'm like, oh my goodness, how how are you this old and how are you out in the world doing these things? Like, I'm still only 18. So how can I have an 18 year old? I feel like that, except then I look down at my body. I'm like, oh no, that's not 18 anymore. <laughs> we've added a, we've added a couple decades to that, but we can just wish away the days and they will pass. These hard days and the days with the little kids and homeschooling multiple children at once, I can just remember just being exhausted, falling into bed every night, just utterly physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually exhausted. And I look back now and I'm like, I am so glad that I did that. I'm so glad I pushed through. So I want to encourage you too to continue to push through. All right. One last here mistake that I want you to avoid, and that is continuing on with a curriculum that is not working. This kind of relates a little bit to the first one. I was talking about if you hate the curriculum, it's not going to go well. This kind of ties it back in. We're just kind of going full, full circle here. But continuing with a curriculum that is not working, if it is causing tears, if nobody likes it, why are you doing it? Most likely, it's because you paid for it. And you're like, well, I don't have any more in my budget. Or I have, I've already put this out. I already said I was going to do this. And to go and find something else. Here's a couple of options. If it is the budget, the financial piece of it that's holding you to doing a curriculum, because that is what would hold me, I encourage you to try to find someone to purchase that curriculum from you. Now, if it's a consumable workbook, then that won't work. But if there are manipulatives that go with it, if there are lesson plans, if there's a textbook, try to find someone who will buy it off of you. Maybe if it's a good friend and it's in really good condition, they might pay almost full price that you paid for it. Be like, look, this really isn't working. Do you think it'll work for you? Because I want you to remember that just because it's not working for you doesn't mean it won't work for somebody else. And we can sometimes think, oh, this is a terrible curriculum. No, it might just be a terrible curriculum for you and your family right now. It might actually be a good curriculum for you in a few years. But let's focus on right now. If this curriculum is not working, nobody likes it, people are crying about it, and it is the financial piece, try to find someone to buy it. Maybe you won't be able to find somebody to buy it. Then that's when you have to get creative and start looking for free or used or some type of other resources. Maybe you can find a friend that has something that would work better for you that you can say, hey, do you think I could borrow that? And I promise to keep it in really good condition and I will return it. I've done that with friends. We've exchanged curriculum things that we knew that we would use again with younger kids. And I'll say, hey, can I use that for this year? Sure. Hey, can I use that? Sure. Why not do that? I mean, that's, that's, you know, you're, that's like the best of all worlds right there. But I want to encourage you to avoid the mistake of just doing a curriculum for the sake of doing a curriculum. When we hold on to a curriculum that's not working, we're kind of holding on to a bad thing because you don't know that by releasing that, you may actually step into a curriculum that is going to be amazing and is going to give you and your family life and provide the education that you really want to provide with your kids. And maybe you're saying to yourself, I don't even know where to start with curriculum or at all. And I definitely want to avoid, I want to avoid all of these mistakes. And girl, I 
completely resonate (laughs) with all of that. And I share all of this from a place of experience of saying, yeah, I have gone through that. I have walked through all of those years of not doing things very well and having a lot of big regrets and mistakes. And at the time, I was really frustrated with myself, but I can see now why God had me walk through that because I'm able to now serve you. And I love that. I feel, I, I just, I feel honored that you've taken some time, whether you're folding laundry or you are doing the dishes or taking a walk and you are listening to this. I just want to say thank you. Thank you very much. I'm so glad that you are here. I'm glad that we have been able to connect. If you want to connect a little bit more, you can go head over to my website, littlebylittlehomeschool.com. It has all of the details of anything uh, you and I can work together through a mentorship program. Clarify Your Homeschool is over there as well. So you can go check that out, littlebylittlehomeschool.com. But thank you today for today joining me, taking some time out of your day. I feel honored and blessed, and I hope that you have a truly amazing rest of your day. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.